To God be the glory, great things he has done. I welcome you, beloved, to Herab Broadcasting Network Bible Banquet, an audio devotional for your quiet hour. Today we are reading 2 Corinthians chapter 12. It is not expedient for me doubtless to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. A new man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, whether out of the body I cannot tell. God know it. Such an one caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of body, I cannot tell. God know it. How that he was caught up into paradise, and how those pickable words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such and one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, but I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations that were given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I am become a fool in glory. Yea, have compelled me, for I ought to have been commended of you. For in nothing am I behind the very chiefest apostles, though I be nothing. Through the signs of an apostle, they are wrought among you in all patience, in signs, in wonders, and mighty deeds. For what is it wherein ye were inferior to other churches, except it be that I myself was not burdensome to you? Forgive me for this wrong. Behold, the third time I am ready to come to you, that I will not be burdensome to you. For I seek not yours, but you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. I will be very gladly spent and be spent for you. Though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. For it be it so, I did not burden you, nevertheless, being craftily, I caught you with God. Did I make a gain of you by any of them whom I sent unto you? I desire Titus. And with him I sent a brother. The titles make a gain of you. Walked ye not in the same spirit? Walked we not in the same steps? Again, think ye that we excuse ourselves unto you. 
We speak before God in Christ. We do all things dearly beloved, for you are defying. For I fear, lest when I come, I shall not find you such as I would, and that I shall be found unto you such as ye would not. Lest there be debates, envies, wrath, strifes, backbitings, whisperings, swellings, tumors. Unless when I come again, my God will humble me among you, and that I shall be well many which have sinned already, and have not repented of the uncleanness and fornication and lasciviousness which they have committed. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of His word this moment in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, of all that we have read this moment, this is the sum. The Apostles' Revelation is presented in verses 1 to 6, and which were improved to the spiritual advantage of Himself in verses 7 to 10. The signs of an apostle were in him, and his purpose of making them a visit about this, he expresses the fear, lest he should have to be severe with some of them, verses 11 to 21. Now here are some beautiful lessons we may draw from this reading. There can be no doubt the apostle speaks of himself, whether heavenly things were brought down to him while his body was in trance, as in the case of ancient prophets, or whether his spirit was dislodged from the body for a time and taken up into heaven, or whether he was taken up body and soul together, he knew not. We are not capable, nor is it fit we should yet know the particulars of the glorious place and state. Paul did not attempt to publish to the world what he had had there, but he set forth the doctrine of Christ. On that foundation the church is built, and on that we must build our faith and hope. And while this teaches us to enlarge our expectations of the glory that shall be revealed, it should render us contented with the usual methods of learning the truth and the will of God. The apostle gives an account of the method God took to keep him humble and to prevent his being lifted up above measure on account of the visions and revelations he had. We are not told what this turn in the flesh was, whether some great trouble or some great temptation. For God often brings this good out of evil, that the reproaches of our enemies help to hide pride from us. If God loves us, He will keep us from being exalted above measure, and spiritual burdens are ordered to cure our spiritual pride, and the burdens are ordained to cure our spiritual pride. This thorn in the flesh is said to be a messenger of Satan, which is sent to, for evil, but God has designed it and overruled it for good. Prayer is a salve for every soul, 
the remedy for every malady. And when we are afflicted with thorns in the flesh, we should give ourselves to prayer. If answer be not given to the first prayer, nor to the second, we are to continue praying. Troubles are sent to teach us to pray and are continued to teach us to continue instant in prayer. Though God accepts the prayer of faith, yet He does not always give what is asked for, as He sometimes grants in wrath, so He sometimes denies in love. When God does not take away our troubles or temptations, yet if He gives grace enough for us, we have no reason to complain. Grace signifies the goodwill of God towards us, and that is enough enlighten and enliven us, sufficient to strengthen and comfort in all afflictions and distresses. His strength is made perfect in our weakness, thus His grace is manifested and magnified. When we are weak in ourselves, then we are strong in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we feel that we are weak in ourselves, then we go to Christ receive strength from Him and enjoy most the supplies of divine strength and grace. We owe it to good men to stand up in the defense of their reputation, and we are under special obligations to those from whom we have received benefit, especially spiritual benefit, to own them as instruments in God's hands of good to us. Hence, He gives an account. Paul here gives an account of his behavior and kind intentions in which he saw the character of a faithful minister of the gospel. This was his great aim and design to do good. Paul noticed several uh, sins commonly found among the professors of religion. False and misdeeds are humbling to a minister. And God sometimes takes this way to humble those who might be tempted to be lifted up. These verses um, presented here show that what excesses uh, the, the, the false teachers had drawn you know, aside their deluded followers. How grievous it is that such evils should be found among professors of the gospel. Yet thus it is, and had been too often, and it was so even in the days of the apostles. And so these things are written for us today as a sample, so we will avoid their pitfalls and do well to please God. I pray that God will grant to us the grace of continual discernment to know and to separate ourselves from false ministers, false apostles, whose God is their belly. May God encourage us to stand firm amidst the general apostasy of this time of the end and to keep our hands at the plow without looking back. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.